0: The following Sri a talk Sri by His Holiness Jaya Sri Maharaj on August 31st. 2007 in Carnes, Australia. The talk was given at a special Sri Janmasdami celebration. Krishna's appearance day, remembering that. Actually, mm-hmm. Day is about the 4th of September, but you take advantage of my coming to have a special remembrance ceremony today. And this is uh, something that Krishna described in the Bhagavad Gita that, uh, that he comes in every yuga. Vrttanaya, Tadanam, Vidansaya, Tadushkidam, Sambhavami, comes whenever yuga, delivers devotees in order to destroy and annihilate the miscreants who are causing innocent people to suffer. And Prabhupada so said, mainly that pleases his devotees because uh, he has other, other ways of dealing with miscreants. He doesn't have to personally come to do that. So this is a very wonderful... Opportunity for us to remember how Krishna, although he's a personality, of Godhead, He is the same personality, God has senses that He can come down, and he can just uh, uh, mix with His uh, devotees and have loving exchanges in different ways. When He's a child, His parents can shower their parental love on Him. Mother Yasoda would be uh, cooking for Him, would be. Massaging him with scented oils would be bathing him, discipled in the bath tonight known as Abhishek. At this uh, bathing when Krishna was first born, then his parents uh, gave him a, a birth bath. So this is the birth bath of the Abhishek. And Krishna, he likes the products of the cows. We so bathe today Krishna in Panchamrita five kinds of nectar that uh, melt, yogurt and ghee and uh, also honey as well as uh, some uh, sweet water. Sometimes the uh, fish does bathe in panchagavya, which are the five products to the cow, melt yogurt, ghee as well as uh, cow dung mixed with water and cow urine mixed with water. Both of these are considered to be antiseptic. Tongue urine is also an Ayurvedic cure for about 87 different diseases. There's a uh, doctor in uh, Indore, Madhya Pradesh in India. He came to speak to us when we had a national meeting in Indore, in uh, Ujjain, which is about an hour and a half from in Indore. This Dr. Jain and he gave us a lecture on how Medicine on different diseases, which modern science doesn't have a cure for, didn't cure. He was able to cure them with Ayurvedic medicine and cow urine. He's got a website, if you're interested in this kind of thing, it's called www.cowurine.com. <laughs> I never looked at it yet, but he told us. He gave us so many case histories of patients with dropsy, with AIDS, with cancer, with So uh, he he claims that this is a wonder wonderful wonder drug that the cows have four stomachs, so it gets completely filtered through all the different natural biological stomachs and filters. So the cow is considered to be uh, very important for spiritual life in human society. I know there's a lot of people in the whole vegans. uh, because of the mistreatment of cows, but at the same time, unfortunately, that cows are sometimes mistreated. We'd like to, in the future, just like they have organic milk and organic, uh, organic uh, vegetables, they have also have ahimsa milk, where the cows are actually, uh, allowed to live their normal term of life, and they're protected to the end. And for that, we don't mind paying a slightly premium, but we'd like to have that kind of non-violent milk. But uh, we do have, like in my we have cows that we don't uh, ever sell them or get rid of them. We keep them until they until they drop to their last breath. And there are two farms like that. But maybe like organic years ago, nobody bothered. But now everybody wants organic products. But organic milk doesn't guarantee that the milk is also non So maybe in the future we can put some pressure. And If it's profitable, I don't think farmers have any problem. They're just doing it for the money anyway. People are doing organic, big corporations, not because uh, they believe in organic just for the money. But uh, it says that the (coughs) cow milk is actually good to develop finer brain tissues to understand spiritual matters. So that's why it's an important uh, aspect for the Domenical Society, for the spiritually oriented human society. And uh, therefore... A part of the ceremonies, the milk products also take a prominent part. Also Krishna and his leela, he appeared in Vrindavan where he was uh, uh, born as the son of... What everybody knew, of course, we know that he was actually born of Vasudeva. And he was carried over on his uh, birthday to, in the middle of the night, to the village of Nandagram where he was put on the... uh, Bed of, uh, Yasoda, and Yasoda had a baby girl, and took her baby and brought it back, brought him, uh, her back to the prison house, where Basude was kept a prison. <coughs> because the elder brother of Devaki <coughs> was uh, a very demonic person, and when on the wedding night he heard that the eighth son of Devaki would be the cause of his death, or kill him or whatever, then he, since that point, he decided that he would uh, kill the eighth child as soon as he was born. So they showed, look at well, you got a girl, but hey, a girl's not going to harm you. So, but uh, he took her by the feet and swung her around and tried to smash her head on the rocks. He was such a base person. But she flew out from his hands and took the form of Durga in the sky and. And, uh, he respected Durga, so he offered his respect. And she said, what are you trying to do? The person who was going to kill you, or would he gone someone else? So like, then there are so so then he made a plan to kill all the babies that were less than one year of age, and that way we can get rid of Krishna. So he sent, uh, assassins out to murder all the young babies, so that way they thought they'll get Krishna. That's where Putana, that's also something similar actually with Jesus, I think. But, uh, this is, uh, Putana. She was one of the top child killers. She used to put poison on her breast and assume a very beautiful form and then go and, uh, offer her breast to the babies and then they suck the breast, suck the poison and they die. So she thought like that she'll also kill Krishna, went to the house of, uh, Yasoda, so what a beautiful baby you have, kuchi-kuchi-ku, and showed so much motherly affection can I feed him. And then uh she put Krishna's uh face on her breast. I hope I know Krishna gonna suck the poison and die. But Krishna says in the Bhagavad Neither I reciprocate with the way that people approach me. So one hand she approached her him as a loving mother praising him and hugging him. On the other hand, she wanted to kill him. But because she approached him as a mother, after she died, he elevated her to the spiritual world where she could serve as the mother of Krishna. But because she wanted to kill Krishna, then Krishna reciprocated with that and he killed her. He sucked the life air out from her body. And then she was realizing that her life air is leaving the body and she's trying to push off Krishna from her. Because poison can't kill Krishna. So then uh, he was then she couldn't pull him off. He was holding too tight. And then she died. And she went to and her atma, her soul went to the to the spiritual world. So like that, it comes away right from the very beginning. He was somehow another sending different demons and different kinds of. Uh, Assassins to kill Krishna. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them had many mystical powers and could change their shapes and do all kinds of wild things. But somehow, one after another, Krishna and Balaram, they eliminated all these demons and protected their devotees. But for the most apart from when we came there's a few demons coming to uh, kill them. And then they killed them instead of uh, the Krishna and Balaram. But generally, they were having a lot of wonderful pastimes in their very young age. They would go out in the fields with the cowherd boys and they'd play different kinds of games, sometimes wrestling, sometimes uh, frog up, sometimes different kinds of cake, you know, whatever kids tend to play. They'd all bring their lunch to have with them and then the, the friends of Krishna would Shushna, of course he being the son of the king of uh, Indavan, he had a very the lunch that he shared with everybody else and like this, uh, they, they took turns in feeding Krishna and he was feeding his devotees, so... There's a lot of loving exchange as a friend, amongst the friends, the parents, when Krishna became older, when he became a uh, kishore. Then he uh, also was dancing with the gopis, with the young cowherd girls. He actually started this dance when he was seven years old, just after lifting over Govardhan hill. And uh, when uh, Krishna took the Govardhan Hill, when, when actually when Brahma came and stole all the cowherd boys and all the calves to test Krishna, this, this is this really the Supreme Person I got in there or is this a so, village kid? His act was so good. Even Brahma got the word, he couldn't tell it. So then, uh, Krishna immediately manifested himself as the stolen cow and stolen cats. And Brahma left, but he came back in the minute of his time, which was this which was one year of our calculation, because his time frame is much different in uh, Satya Loka or Brahma Loka, where he normally lives, at the edge of the universe. His lifespan is uh, billions of years, about four billion years long, his uh, one day. One night, another 4 eight billion years so is uh, one of his days and nights. So for him, this is a blink, uh, this, a moment that uh, goes by very really fast by our time. That like this one moment is our one year. So he came back and then he saw that the cowherd boys are still there. Nobody was stolen, he got the little But I took all of them out here still. He looked in his cave and he saw that the boys were still in the cave. He looked back and saw the boys are still here. So then he is wondering, what's when I look there, they, he puts them there. When I look here, they quickly shift them back here. Or is this a duplicate? How is it possible they can have a duplicate? And then he got so bewildered. Because Brahma, although he is the creator of the universe, he's he is he's the first angel in the universe. But he is also nothing compared to Krishna. Krishna's power, his mystical power is unlimited. The comparison is that Krishna's unlimited mystic power is like the sun. And Brahma's uh, limited mystic power is like a, like a uh, firefly. Here in Canes, Canes, you have butter. you know, there's a lightning bug, or firefly. Sometimes. And they have also in India, which is also a tropical place. So, in Tamil they call many mini Kuchi. <laughs> And, uh, in different languages they have different names. In Bengali they say, Jimpoka. But well, they glow at night, but in the daytime their glowing wouldn't, the, uh, be very impressive compared to the sun. So, like, ideas like that. When there's nothing else to compare with Brahma's, uh, mystic power looks pretty great, but when you compare it with Krishna, then he's, uh, overshadowed. So like this and uh, Brahma realized that uh, he's playing with a real Krishna, this is the original personality. In Somehow he's pulling the wool over his eye, he made a duplicate uh, while wallet that he had <coughs> stolen. They fell down at Krishna's uh feet from Krishna's body, many Brahmas and many Vishnu's and many Lakshmi, goddesses of fortune. They were coming out. So in this way Brahma he begged for his forgiveness. To Krishna, beg Krishna for forgiveness for his impudence to test him like that. So Krishna, anyway, this is all just a, one day in his leela. It's not a big deal. The cowherd boys will all return. So while Krishna was expanded as the cowherd boys and then the, the real cowherd boys were kept captive in suspended animation in the cage, at that time, Narada Muni came and advised Nandamara to get all the young boys married, because in India at that time there was child marriage. So by the time they grew in the adolescence, I knew this is my wife, they knew each other since they were seven years old when they grow up, and they live together, until so then they're married. Already, uh, but they're not living together until they achieve uh, puberty. So he got everybody married. So Technically all the gopis actually married Krishna, because he was all the common boys. Although it appears that they married different cowherd boys, but actually it was Krishna. So there was the natural affection that the Gopis had. Also Krishna is the original husband. He's the original Purusha. This way. And there's those pastimes of Krishna dancing. But when he was seven years old and dancing, there's no question of uh, lust in a seven-year-old. It's not, it's not a sexual dance. It was a dance of loving exchange. So a much higher level. Like this, is so many different pastimes times of Krishna until uh, he speaks of Bhagavad Gita near the end of his life when he goes to visit Arjuna at the Kurukshetra battlefield. That time the battle, going between the battles, battling armies so before the fight started, then uh, he spoke to Bhagavad Gita, to Arjuna. Gita means song and Bhagavad means uh, literally of God, of the personality of Godhead. So Bhagavad Gita is the song of the personality of Godhead. There we're getting the teachings right from the Lord's uh, lotus mouth. So Krishna, he was saying that actually to be born as a human being, in fact, we read this morning in the Bhagavatam tenth Gita, that it's a very rare gift, the gift of Krishna. Because as a human being, we're able to understand what is the purpose of spiritual life. In the animal species, they also have uh, sense gratification. But human beings can understand that just the gratification of the senses in itself is not really the purpose of life. Because anything we do with our senses gets us, that's uh, not a devotional service, gets us entangled in karma. And if you have good karma, then we can enjoy some happiness in the material world. Maybe because you're all in Australia, because of some good karma, there's a lot worse places to be in the world. But at the same time, it's not that you have to be here in the material world to, uh, to experience your karma. I and mean, whatever bad karmas we have, we have uh we have cancer, we have so many diseases, we have aches, we have different problems, mental stress, illegal problems. So good and bad karma they're affecting everyone. And uh, it's all relative uh or joy. So Krishna is actually giving us another alternative that we can perform his devotional if we perform his devotional service then uh, there's no karma. It's called a karma. Because anything <coughs> we offer to Krishna then he just absorbs it and he directly blesses us. It's out of the material frame. There's a verse in the Bhagavad Gita that says Mamcha bhakti jo saguna samatita every time we offer our service to Krishna in Bhakti Yoga that it's, a, it's a transcendental to the three modes of material nature. It's not in the mode of ignorance or passion or even goodness. It's in pure goodness. It's in the transcendental mode. And by offering that service to Krishna, then Krishna directly reciprocates with us and directly gives us his blessings. So it's a, they're on a transcendental platform. So this kind of activity that bhakti yoga yogis offer, they use their senses. It's like today I think, uh, Haruni and uh, Jagatpati have prepared along with some other devotees have prepared a feast. You see, so this uh, using your tongue by eating the feast, that is also a meditation. Not a very difficult one? <laughs> <laughs> How many of you like to do that kind of meditation? Uh, and I so. Like that, we use our senses in Krishna's server eating prasadam, but when some of you have serious bhakti yogi, then they'll avoid eating anything but prasad. They'll try to offer everything they eat to Krishna. When they're traveling, when it's not possible, then they have some kind of emergency mantras and say, Shri Vishnu, Shri Vishnu, Shri Vishnu," and eat it. But they avoid meat, fish, and eggs, and things that Krishna doesn't uh, accept. So like this to the it's by... Their diet by the by, chanting by meditating on Krishna's name, chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, 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 Rama Hare Hare. So this way, also meditating by chanting and hearing. It's so like even here at this uh community, we don't have a temple yet, but of course we have a small here, the house temple of Adagatapriya Karunis come here and see their deities, but well, we don't have like a central temple yet. But still, we can, everyone can practice in your own house, you can have uh, some deities or come to the different three this house, and after participate. But anywhere you go, whether in your car, whether walking, whether sitting in the beach, whether in the forest, whether in your closet, wherever you like to, you can, or just out on the lawn, you can chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna Krishna, Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare, Hare Rama, Re, Rama, Re, Rama, 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 Hare Rama, Rama So, we we'll talked a little bit about Brahma. Actually, after Brahma stole Krishna's calves and cows, coward boys rather, he was feeling really guilty that, why did I do that? Why did I, uh, act so with Krishna? And he decided that, uh, he wanted to get forgiven, really he wanted to get some kind of special blessing that he wouldn't do this again. He's, he's already actually, Brahma is over fifty years old. He lives a hundred years, he's over fifty. seconds, how many years he is, I don't know but He's over, half his life is over. So, in a middle age crisis uh, situation here, why <laughs> am I being so uh, impudent with Krishna, to steal his uh, devotees and testing him? And, I want to get love of Krishna. I don't want to remain in this kind of uh, situation. Then uh, Brahma, who is the original living entity in the universe, like I was just in Trivandrum for an Ayurvedic health cure. And there they have the deity of Padmanava. I don't know if you've uh, ever seen the Padmanava. Anybody seen Padmanava dili in Kerala. No, why? Okay, Mahabharata, my secretary. Anybody else? So this uh, deity." There's about eight different deities in India which are considered to be like a very special deities who are manifesting themselves, uh, and having some eternal Leela. Like Krishna in Vrindavan is eternally in childhood pastime. Krishna in Bhadri uh, Nath is always meditating. There's Krishna in Jagannath Puri, he is always eating. 56 times a day. (laughs) Vishnu, in uh, in Mayapur, he's always as a devotee. So so this this Padmanada, he's lying down on the Anantastasia. It's a form of Garbhodakshaya Vishnu that Vishnu enters into the empty universe and from his navel comes a a spiritual, special kind of a subtle lotus flower and from that lotus flower, Brahma is born. Lakshmi, his uh, consort, is massaging his feet by his side. He's not needed to give birth to the son. He's, he's all, his mother, father, everything. He, He's an extension of Krishna. So there you can see the deity, and he's got from his navel this Brahma <coughs> coming, this lotus coming, Brahma coming the top. So like that, Brahma is also son of uh, Vishnu. This shows his father, so that deity kind of shows that viva. So he decided that I'm going to go to Navadvip and Lord Chaitanya is going to appear in the Kali Yuga, 5,000 years later, after Krishna leaves, so maybe I can get his blessings that I can love for Godhead. But he's always eternally residing in Navadvip Dam. Here in the middle there's the Lord Gauranga, and he's eternally residing in Navadvip so then Lord Chaitanya, then rather, the uh, uh, Brahma, he was worshipping Lord Chaitanya. So he started to chant the name of Lord Chaitanya. One of Lord Chaitanya's names is Gauranga. Gora means golden and Anga means form or body. The so one who has a golden form or golden body. So then Brahma started to chant this name, Gauranga! Go Gauranga Jai Gauranga so the Lord Jesusanya appeared to Lord Brahma. The beautiful golden form, he's like seven feet tall, It's said, 2 meters, 15, something like that, more or less. And his uh, arms are so long that he puts his arm by his... He uh, goes down to his knees. He's got his three marks on his neck. He's got a very broad chest, narrow waist. Very beautiful smile. So when he appeared, Lord Brahma made his obeisances, fell down on the ground with his forehead. Brahma had his forehead so he felt... Down and offered his uh, respect and got up wanted to offer prayers became overwhelmed and seeing the form of Lord Chaitanya fell down again offering obeisance Lord, go asked him why did you call me? what do you want? the Brahma said you yes, see half my life is already over still I commit offenses I I stole your cows and calves and your Krishna Leela I tend to be uh, impudent and and uh, I'm disrespectful sometimes. I want to get purified from all these offenses and I want to develop my pure love for you. So give me your blessings for this. The Lord Chaitanya said, Tatastaha. Okay, so be it. I'm going to give you the mercy. You're going to appear as as uh, in a Mohammedan family, in a non-Hindu family, which means you're going to have to be very humble and tolerant because people are going to not appreciate when you chant Hare Krishna. You're going to, be, you're going to chant 300,000 names of Krishna Day. You'll be known as the Namacharya, the spiritual master of the holy name. And your name will be haridas And you're going to be one of my associates in my vila. So like this he gave him a blessing. So Lord Rama came down and became haridas Thakur. And participated in Lord Gauranga's Vila. Like this, even the greatest personalities of the universe, different angels, different celestial beings, they come down to participate in Lord uh, Chaitanya's pastimes. I don't know if any of you come from any other planets, uh, celestial planets, you all look very uh, divine and pure, but uh, probably the one you probably won't reveal able to tell us anyway. Sometimes this can happen that people do come from other planets just to join this Sankirtan movement because it's the easiest way to get a free ticket, to get a very cheap ticket back to Bali and it's very pleasantly uh, performed. Krishna said, whoever surrenders to me, I'll protect him, I'll take him back to me, but very hard for, normally for people to surrender. You that we just chant And we start to practice Bhakti Yoga, it's very simple. And we can actually uh in this is a very practical, easy way, became a very easy process. Like kissing at Krishna Prasad, chanting, dancing, doing some of these ceremonies. It's not a very complicated thing. And by doing that we can get actually Krishna's mercy. We can get back to Krishna very easily by Lord Chaitanya's special blessings on us. So like this Brahma, he came down again, took birth at this planet as a human being just to be part of Lord Chaitanya's pastimes. So we're very fortunate. We can also be part. His pastimes are still going on. So the Lord Chaitanya's movement would be on this planet for 10,000 years. So we can hook up with it now, we can chant, we can practice, uh, you don't have to. You can practice from your own home, practice in, in your own speed, whatever way you like to. And this way gradually build up your spiritual strength. Gradually purify yourself from uh, material contaminations and karmas and establish yourself on the transcendental platform. But Krishna comes down to attract, but not so many people took advantage of Krishna's coming. He came again as a devotee. A devotee has a little more of a kind of a moral right. I do, I worship Krishna, you should also worship. Because the Lord Chaitanya came and I said, boy, this is how you worship Krishna. Then there's an interesting, someone told me recently in May I was in Mexico for the Yatra there and one uh, Jagat Chakshu Prabhu, a uh, Pavabhan disciple, my god brother. He told me that he found a book from the 1800s that a Christian theologian went to India and, and the name of the book was uh, Journey to Gorakhpur in search of Jesus outside of Christianity. Something like that. Maybe that's not the exact how but something in that direction. So he was a Christian theologian, he went, and so when he got to India, somehow he came in contact with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's series life history. So in his book he wrote that anywhere in the world, east or west, you don't find another example better than Lord Chaitanya of total communion with God, total love of God, that he was, he was, he was, when he was in his uh, loving ecstasy and appreciation of the glories of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, that he was he would be uh, manifest, he would be crying, he would be having like, ecstatic symptoms which we don't see anywhere in the world such an amazing kind of ecstatic symptom. And then he, he also uh, noticed that even in the final pastimes of his life he would be together with some intimate devotees and they would be discussing uh, very intimately sharing their realizations about the Supreme Lord and becoming... Uh, and also deep ecstasy, and crying and appreciation for the wonders of the three personality. So, he wrote, he, he somehow is a very neutral, objective person. He really appreciated Caitanya Mahaprabhu. That was kind of interesting, because, you see, that nowadays people kind of tend to put up their barricades between the different religions, and there's not so much appreciation of one or another, but apparently he went with a very open mind and he had this kind of realization that Lord Chaitanya is offering something which he had never seen offered before in any other state or or personality, whether east, west, north, south. So, like that, we hope that in the future people will be able to appreciate Lord Chaitanya, that he's actually giving us Krishna, giving us the personality of God in a way, revealing that we didn't know before. Anyway, part of our celebration today, Taruni, uh Devi Dasi is taking her second initiation, which will kind of an ordination; she'll become an official priest. So that's uh, that's why. Then also, uh, we have uh, Amber, who's uh, she's expecting, and uh, she's in the sixth month of uh, pregnancy. So fourth, sixth, or eighth month that the ceremony can perform, which is called the Shri which blesses her, her partner, her uh, child. And we're we're all set up for that. We've got all the ingredients. So, we could probably go out. I could go out talking, but probably should not really get too late because we can do those ceremonies. We'll finish up with an R.T. here and then uh, there'll be a feast. So this thing don't take too long, the this uh ceremony is about fifteen minutes. And uh in from the ceremony about well, the Yaja is about twelve minutes. Maybe within a half an hour we can we can finish and just let me speak a few words. One thing is for us in the Vedic culture we like in Krishna the probably that having children is always a matter of rejoicing. Because we wanna human beings have an opportunity to get back to Krishna, so we want to give them that opportunity, and for us, that, that having uh, children is a nice uh, matter of rejoicing. It's a good opportunity to get together. When you have anybody's having, there's like three, four ceremonies you can have during the pregnancy, even after the child's born. There's, there's the, well, there's some things that are more private, like the birth ceremony, but then there's namakarna giving the name of the baby. <coughs> Then there's Anaprasana, which is giving the first so You offer the Krishna, give the first grain. Sometimes uh, people do elaborate uh, celebrations for that, or sometimes they do it very simple. Depends what they want to do, but it's, a, it's an excuse or a reason. You could do a festival for <laughs> Anaprasana. Give everybody a feast when <laughs> your child's having a first grain. This way, it's also an opportunity. Everybody likes festivals and likes to get together and... It's also a nice social exchange, but it's all based around trying to spiritualize our family, spiritualize our relationships, and give uh, blessings to their children, so that they can not only be successful materially and healthy materially, but that they can also spiritually achieve uh, success in their life. So we do have uh, about, what's called Dasam Samskaram, it's about ten different, uh, uh, these kind of purificatory rituals. In there's a few more than ten, but more or less ten, maybe thirteen or fourteen. Because they have like, this, when you first cut the hair, it's called Mundan. There's a few others that maybe not always of the and then the main ones, but uh, they're also done together, so. But this one, uh, Simantanayana, we performed, I uh, was in the Swami, and we did, uh, we had uh, all these different samskaras for the, for the newly born babies and the expecting mothers, couples, uh, we had a ceremony on the stage one time, because every year I had to do the weddings. I do, I was always seeing, like weddings. And then one year I said, why not do some scarves? We didn't have any people to get married, so we could do some scarves. So that's uh, like the purification ritual. So we got like 15 people on the stage in South Africa, different stages of pregnancy <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> With babies and to do these different ceremonies. So it was something that many people, even modern Indians, uh, maybe South India, they still do this more. In some parts of India, they do more. In some places, they're a bit modernized and they forgot really how to do some of these things. So in the West, it's not much opportunity to do it. So we like to also promote this kind of. Blessings for the child so because after the child gets a certain age, they really can't do too much on their own. Right? They're totally dependent on their parents, so they can also get spiritual uh blessings from the parents through these different ceremonies. But also, the mother gets blessings, the father, everybody. We're going to have one of those ceremonies. Uh, I'll that I'll read the translations uh, for the. uh what the blessings mean. We we'll need the help from some, uh, mothers, married mothers with children. They have, you know, that also at the end they have to give blessings to the couple. Do you have anyone like that? i <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, this, uh, from, uh, what's the, the doctor who is helping me? How about Krishna Maharaj's disciple? Oh, we go there? Yeah. Is that this? Oh, that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> That'll be the final, final thing. Sometimes they do this ceremony in the morning and they have to wait till the stars come out at night and then until then the, 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 uh, the mother has to be silent only since can chant Hare Krishna so They cannot just engage in normal conversation. So I called Amber, early really doing this in the evening, she don't have to, uh, <laughs> sometimes the husband will say, can we do this more often? <laughs> no, just... Sorry for that. But... <laughs> then we have the second initiation only, we get, we, uh, we enter into spiritual life, we take the first initiation. But well, we get the, we get a new spiritual name, we get our beads, we get the neck beads, we take vows, and we practice Krishna consciousness as initiated devotee, bhakti yogi, or yogini. And then uh, that's our offering to Krishna. But after a minimum one year, usually people wait more. How many years do you wait since your first initiation? Three. Three years, some people even longer, but. Then they can get also another initiation, which is called the Pancharatyaki. We get our human birth, that's from our biological parents. We get our birth uh, of the first initiation, that's from our Guru. So that's called the Guru Janma, being born from the Guru, by spiritual, by mantra. And then there's the Yajit Janma, which is the, the uh, birth for sacrifice. To be able to lead the sacrifices and perform yajnas. and... Actually in Moscow, there's uh, a couple that the pujari and his wife both do fire yagyas. There you the ladies doing fire yagyas. I didn't see too much earlier, but in the Puranas it's mentioned that sometimes ladies should do yagyas, so. Mm-hmm. They have the mantras they can do. But at least they do the daily worship and. So this, uh, giving us uh, this, uh, these are secret mantras, so I won't be able to, Hare Krishna is a public mantra. She's already got that, and I'll give seven more secret mantras called Gayatri, which she'll be chanting uh, mentally. You know, that's seven, there's seven, each one you have to chant ten times, three times a day. That's seventy times three is two hundred ten extra mantras. I mean, you're sure you really, you really want to take on this additional, you're already <laughs> working your Are you willing to take on this uh, two hundred ten additional mantras? We're all yeah. <laughs> But these mantras help us to control our mind. They help, they bring us closer to the spiritual master in Krishna. Puts us on the fast track of spiritual life. We already think first initiated is much faster than not being initiated. But it puts us on the track. And the second initiative is on the fast track, the fast lane of the spiritual life. So... You want everybody to give a blessing both to Amber and her family. Her mother's here? <laughs> wow, thanks. The whole plant. <laughs> the whole dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> we heard Amber's mother used to uh, do service at Mawalamba. Oh, no, oh, that's your dad. Oh, dad. So, yeah. oh. dad went there and brought a family, so they have a long connection with Krishna. All these things are on our bank account. Anything you do for all okay, came in your base, many of you bathed, you bathed the dhidhi, you carrying on Krishna. Krishna, you participate in this yagya. In fact, those who like to, you could again wash their hands and give them some grapes. When we do the yagya, they can grow. Well, especially the last yajna. We do two yajnas. One is the one for amber. That's called that's with a fire called mangala. And that's more specifically for the beast auspicious. It's for for the family people in the family way. And then there's uh, the second one is called the Vaishnava Homa, where we do uh, the prayers to the different Vaishnavas and the Guru Parampara. So that one's more applicable for everybody that can throw the grains and then. So this is to give you all a big spiritual boost. And this goes you have like you have your good karma, bad karma account. And then you have a spiritual account called Sukriti. And the, uh, if you can deposit in your Sukriti account, you can cash it in for good karma if you want. Or you can use it just uh, to buy your ticket back to go out here. When you get enough balance there, then you go back to Krishna. Okay. So you want to really build up your Sukriti account that can change your whole uh future, make it very auspicious. By doing that also, it burns out bad karma. Or well, you do good karma, doesn't burn out bad karma. There's two separate accounts. You do something harmful for someone else that goes in your bad karma account or for yourself for that matter. And if you do good karma, it goes in the good karma but it doesn't black out. It seems you get to enjoy your good karma first but the bad karma is staying You want to get rid of bad karma you have to do sacrifice. So tell you where the sacrifice is worshipping Krishna chanting Krishna's name so that we can counteract the negative influences in our life. We can put ourselves in a positive path for spiritual progress. So this especially, our uh, Krishna appears, we celebrate that so that we give everybody a blessing. This is my first visit to Karen so I'm very happy to be here. I feel uh, very much at home because I live in Mayapur, which is uh, tropical. It's on the Tropic of uh, Cancer. I don't know if this is Tropic of Capricorn or something down here. So this kind of reverse image of uh, Miriam's. But uh, we're right on the topic and uh, we also have a lot of bananas and coconuts and beetle nuts and all kinds of uh, tropical trees. So this reminds me of kind of the vibration being back in my airport. Nice to see. I also... Every year I go to Hawaii and I have some devotees there who are having a house program. So this also kind of reminds me a little bit of the Hawaii mode, Everybody's wearing their casual dresses. <laughs> That, uh, but I hope this won't be the last time, and I'll be able to come back and later on after the time. If anybody wants to ask me any questions, or if there's some way that if you'd like to get in touch <coughs> with me or anything, I, I, I use email on our websites, you can also be in contact. If you like, you come and approach me about that. You can share our email. I want to just uh, express I went to the restaurant today, it's very beautiful, nice, uh, clean restaurant. There's a lot of peace, I want to appreciate Sroni and Chagatpati for their service uh, to maintain us. Uh, kind of a base here for Krishna consciousness, also for their service and facilitating the people get together and uh, they work very hard for a couple of years now they've been asking to come to Cairns. This time I was brought actually to uh, Australia by Sydney, they're having this uh, on the 2nd of September, a big uh, stadium they're renting. Uh, 15,000 people are supposed to be there. So that attracted me, like, as a minister of congregational and community development in, uh, in To mm. see that, I that think that's one of the rare things that you see actually rent the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll check it out. In fact, when I was flying back from, uh, from Australia in June, going to Bombay, right next to me, uh, on the seat there was, uh, a person who settled in Australia, I, I forget he's an engineer or something, and he's, his uh, forefathers are from Goa, a Portuguese uh, settlement in India. And so he's uh, comes from a Roman Catholic background, his name is Anthony, but he's an Indian body. And, uh, but he told me that he went last year to that festival, although he's not a Hindu, but he went because it's called Festival of India, and they celebrate Krishna there a lot of different festivities, dancing, he told me he wanted to bring his children so they could know something about their roots, something about Indian culture. And, uh, it was quite quick, this is The first time I writing with anybody telling me. So that's when they invited me that I should come and they helped to cover the ticket, the blind chair, the chair of the ticket, well. And then, uh, so I'll be there for that. So here tomorrow I'm going back to Sydney for a second. I'll be there. And then I was invited to go to America for the fourth of September, Jamaski in Atlanta. They also offered to pay half my ticket. So because of the uh, international deadline, I leave Australia on the third, and I'll reach uh, Atlanta also on the third. <laughs> I actually arrive before I take off. <laughs> So, by some kind of mystical (laughs) time arrangement, I can attend. I thought I was just attending two Janmas, but now you're having one here, so it's actually three. (laughs) So, I kind of addicted to festivals. I like to go to different festivals. Then from there, I I go to uh, Rome, and in Milano in Italy, they're having a Ratiatra, so I'll be at that festival, then I have to go back to India for our national meetings and... So, life was on and normal. But I like quick round the world tour visiting some temp, uh, festivals. So I'm happy to share a little bit of the festivities with you all here. And I uh, hope that I'll be able to regularly come. And, uh, they also always ask me to come for the Jara Rathyatra. I think it's, but usually it conflicts with Radhasthami. Because I'm committed in Mayapur, because uh, Radharani is the creator of Mayapur, Babaji's house. This is one of our big festivals. And Radharani is the mercy uh, form of the Lord, so I need a lot of mercy, so I usually go in my airport and Radhasani. But maybe because of the lunar calendars, and this is fixed west, so some year we'll be able to come here for the Radhya. It showed me the route today, so it's very interesting. So thank you very much. Any questions? Pardon? Indeed. Indeed. You said um. Uh, <inaudible> oh, no, that was uh Jin, Jinapoka. Jinapoka, Which, Jinapoka. which actually translates in Bengali to L- uh, Lightning Bolt Lightning Bolt So, hey, which you're in the room, but I was teaching Bengali the Are you ready? Very little, little, little. <laughs> uh, Malo, <tremendous. laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> Hindi is of course more spoken around India but uh, Bengali, Bangladesh and India is also almost as many people speak it in the world but Hindi is probably more useful in one sense but uh, Bengali also has uh, many scriptures written and Bengali is a little easier to learn I think because it's more transcript and less complicated grammar but uh, I also learned a little Hindi kind of a common language. totally different. <laughs> 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 like a uh, root between, if you learn one or mm-hmm. the other, you can learn the other easily. Mm-hmm. Like Bengali, Ami yeah. mm-hmm. Jago, is the root mm-hmm. of so the verb for go, yeah. and both yeah. in future, yeah. mm-hmm. So the same root is there in, in the North Indian languages. Mm-hmm. So Hindi... My jaunga, mm-hmm. I will eat. My jaunga, I will go. Okay. So the ja, ka, it's all the same. Yeah. Is the ending? Once you memorize the endings? You got to it. like translate across all the verbs. All the verbs? Yeah. Without exception, That's all right. like the pencils. That's it, you got yeah. it. You got it. Yeah. And there's a few, but there's two slang things you got to pick out from the accent. I didn't have an accent in Hindi. I started to think about I don't remember it first. Yeah. But in the, but in Tamil it's totally different. Like, uh, gone, there in India here, here. Mm. one that come here, I just they have oh, different it's a different, <laughs> mm-hmm. but also also's beautiful poetry in Tamil, that's a great uh, saint o one. <laughs>